0: All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of What's What BR. We have a very special guest with us today. We've got Darnell Waits, mayor of City of Baker. How are you, sir? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. It's uh, we got good weather. Got a little bit of rain today, but it's I like the cooler that it brought in. The humidity fell, the temperature fell, so I'm enjoying that. Yeah,
1: so. it, it is very cool, and uh, we just want it to uh, rain and keep moving. Don't yeah. stop. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Give us a job, just move it and kind of push it right over. It.
1: So. Yeah, we can live with that.
0: So tell me, things in Baker, you know, as the mayor, things are pretty good up there, I hear.
1: So uh, we We've got a lot of it. good things. Yeah, dealing with the pandemic, you know, uh, just like the rest of the state, rest of the country, dealing with the pandemic, just trying to keep uh, our, our people safe and uh, continue to do business and trying to keep the workforce safe um, and just move forward, you know, adapt to what's going on and, Continue to live, but be cautious about what's going on, and that's what we're doing. We're focused on that, and then focus on our plans.
0: Absolutely. Well, tell me, you uh, not a lot of maybe a lot of people know. I didn't know to be honest with you, but uh, as I said before, when I was going through some notes, hey, and for everybody, thank you for your service. But twenty years of active duty, you know, service.
1: Yeah, twenty-seven years active duty uh service uh four combat tours. Uh we've been to uh Desert there' Desert Storm, Somalia, uh a couple of the short tours in uh Iraq. Uh we've been all over the place. Um it was uh something that started in my grandfather's house really. Uh every male in our family has did some service uh in the military. I am Army Brad too so I just wanted to do two years and two years turned into uh 27 years and, uh, uh you know, a couple of marriages and some kids later, that's what happened. <laughs> wow. <laughs> True story, you know,
0: that's amazing. Well, again, thank you for your service. And that's, that's a little bit more than the two. That's more than the four or the, yeah. you know, the people that re up for four, you know, you want went in for two and quarter of a century later came out, right? <laughs> and, uh,
1: yeah. Best thing that ever happened to me. I wouldn't change anything else. Uh, it, that was the best thing. It, it gave me structure. It gave me, um, vision. Um, it was a lot. I, I think that every young male, every young female, uh, need needs to at least do two years. Uh, it will definitely change your life.
0: That's there's a speech that went viral. I forget who actually did it. It was, uh, one of the commanding officers was talking about how, you know, the premise of speech was, you know, make your bed every morning. All I'm right. sure you've probably seen it where he talks about, you know, it's, something simple to do. You accomplish the first task of the day, you know, it gives you confidence to go after and tackle the next one. That's right.
1: That's right. Um, and, uh, it helps me that training. Um, and, uh, it's a sense of loyalty. It's, it's different because they do teach you loyalty. Um, and loyalty is uh, a big deal in, in, in our, in our field. Uh, you know, uh, when we're together, we're together. And, uh, I have a lot of, a lot of friends, uh, that that you know we don't look at the race thing because we've done so much together. Because when we're together, we're together. We're Americans, and I like that. Um, it's only when we come back sometimes that that things get you know uh, that things get in the way. But we're always going to be who we are. We represent a long line of veterans going back hundreds of years, and that's a fraternity that I'm proud to be a part of.
0: That's awesome. Somebody was telling me the story, um, and forgive me for your military. So you might have heard it and might know the more accurate version. But the way that it was described to me is, you know, that it was re- referencing uh, some of the different branches do it. But the story I'd heard was through the, the Navy seals that they have their obstacle course, you know, that they'll run and gun and you know, the guys try to run through and make it but then they have another course and I forget the name of it now. But the course is designed on purpose to not be able to do it yourself. Like it's a wall that you can't, you know, scale and it weeds out some of these guys that are, you know, the number one football player, the guy, the biggest, the strongest, who just thinks he doesn't need anybody. And they try to do it themselves and the teams try to run through it. But it's this course that forces people to realize that, hey we don't have to do it, in the, I don't have to do this myself, I just have to, we as a team have to get through it, you know, and they learn that skill through that obstacle course. And I thought that was interesting when somebody told me that.
1: Over and over again, together everyone achieves more, you know, and so that's the way we're trying. And, uh, and so those things are instilled so much that you never forget them. You just never get them, you know. I, I guess my, I would think that my family, would think that sometimes they're still in the military because that's all we're talking about, you know, always playing team, always looking out for your team members. That's, that's the most important thing, and that's, that's, that's the ph- philosophy here in Baker. Let's work together. We don't have to always uh, agree, but let's work together for a common goal, um, and that's the way it
0: is. We had um, – you'd probably appreciate this. Uh, Garrett Graves was on the show not too long ago, and I thought it was funny he was talking about how you know, you got it. You know, ten initiatives. You go, you know, to try to get those done, and you might get, you know, four or five of them done. But then your constituents and people in the community look back and go, "You didn't get, you didn't get it done." That's and right. it's like, I got half of what we set out to accomplish done. That's, that's a win. You know, <laughs> these days we all have to work together. You know, so yeah, that's a, that's a
1: that gentleman is a great gentleman. We've done a lot of work with him, and you know, uh, we. Between me and him, we've crossed those lines. We've we've crossed those lines and worked together. He's done a lot for North Baton Rouge uh, and Baker, um, and just uh, one of those type of people that, you know, when you talk about uh, people in America, great Americans, he's just one of those guys.
0: That's, he is. I'm, he's a good guy who's great, you know, to talk with, and he made some time while, while they're at session to come talk with us. So, So tell me, from a two-year plan of military that changes into 27, how does how does that? Where does mayor? You know, like were you on the plane back? You know, and going. You know what? I got an idea. I'm gonna go. You know, mayor sounds good. I like the ring of it. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, the the deal is, is that when I retired, I wanted to be this big time salesperson and make a million dollars. But uh, uh, eighteen months after retiring, prostate prostate cancer came into play. The uh, stage two had stage three. Um, just changed my life, and um, I started hanging out at the uh, high school where my son was going. I thought I could make a difference over there. Nobody knew that I was going through treatment or anything like that. Um, ended up being, uh, you know, PTO, substitute teaching, coaching basketball, um, and I met a lot of I met a lot of kids. I found my calling with the young men, the the, the, the kids that nobody uh, would would pay attention to, the kids that nobody wanted in their classroom. I made a connection with that. Um, the mayor at that particular time uh, I was doing that was Harold Rito, the former mayor. He was a veteran. I did some work with him through hurricanes and stuff like that. And um, uh, he called me over a couple of years back to be his administrative officer. And I learned, I learned what was going on. I learned how, how this works, government and everything. Um, and it was just a pull from God to say, look, why don't you do this? I ran from it because I've been serving people my whole life. And I just wanted to have a real retirement. I didn't really want to do that, but it was laid out for me. And we, we, we did it. We ran. We beat, you know, the people that we beat, they were credible. They had been living here for 40, 50 years. I'm not from Louisiana. I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. I married in Louisiana. I met a woman, ate some food, and never looked back. I fell in love with her, never looked back. And I've been here ever since. And uh, it was destiny for me. And the minute I raised my hand, I could see the vision. And we've been running with that vision ever since.
0: You know, it's funny. As you said that, I was when I asked the question, I was thinking that from military to mayor was such a huge leap. And I guess, you know, it is a big leap. But one of the things that rung out what you said was, you know, is to serve. You had right. already been serving for 27 years. It's right. now you're just serving in another capacity, you know. And that's different from the guy who's maybe been in business, you know, for 25 years, right. you know, he's, he's serving his community, he's doing, but it, it's a different level of service, I think. And so that's funny how my mind went from one question and kind of thinking things were completely separate to where just the way you brought it and tied it together is like, Hey, it's a natural fit. I served for 27 years, you know, and this just is another way for me to continue to do that and draw on those experiences where you learn from the best. What What's interesting is,
1: uh, in, in the way you said that, and that's very interesting, a lot of people never pick that up, is that being in the military and fighting, you know, willing to give your life for those, those freedoms that we talk about, the freedoms that me and you have now, being able to sit down and talk about things that we want to talk about, when you get to this uh, this capacity where I am as the mayor locally, you you, you see, is it all worth it? My point is, is that what we're dying for, what those young men and women die for every day, is it all worth it when you get to this level? Is that freedom worth it? Are we, are we, are we using it the way that we're supposed to be using it? And sometimes I'm a little uh, upset about it because people don't understand the sacrifices that has been made for us to be able to do the things that we do uh, at, at this level. the the things that we can do because when you go other places, you don't have these opportunities. And so the sacrifices being made for this, I always push it forward. So I, every day, I try to do the best I can as the mayor to serve the people uh, in regard to the people who are still serving me today, who still giving their lives so we can have these freedoms while we argue over these little small things. Um, And so I honor them by doing the best I can right here on the front lines back at home. To make sure that I uh, I just serve these people the best I can, and 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 they deserve the best because those those young men and women are giving their lives for us every single day, so so we could do this.
0: Yeah, without that, you're not able to do what you do. You're not able to do you know the projects that impact the community, and a lot of people I think, you know, I don't know if I can draw this together without a whiteboard, but it's you know. It's that individual service member of what they're doing, you know, allows you to do what you're doing, which that if you connect that next dot, which might be, you know, a project we'll talk, I wanted to talk with you a little bit about, you know, things happen with the zoo, but it's like, we're, you, that's connected. Right. It's not, you know, distant. It, it, it's this is not one of those, which one of these things is, you know, not like the other, or what, how is this not connected? You've got to have those people in the front line. You've got to have that willingness to serve. You've got to have somebody that's going to turn around and go, I'm going to do the best that I can. I'm going to be the best mayor that I can because I'm not going to disrespect the sacrifice that you're making or potentially making for me to do this in turn lets me make decisions inside the community that in turn, maybe inspire some other people to step up and say, I'm going to go be that guy again. And the cycle continues, but if it breaks down anywhere, it's, the fabric breaks down. You've got a problem. That's right. And the fabric
1: breaks down, and, and that's why this country is it is, is, is the country that it is because of that, because of those commitments at all levels, uh, throughout throughout America. And we have to. We never should have. We never should forget that um, that the sacrifices that are made through all the levels, um, with all the problems that we have, with race and everything else that that we have problems with. The fabric is still the same that we are created equal and we should be treated equal, but we fight and die equal. So that's that's my philosophy on it. I can't change that now from those 27 years and the men and women that I've served with and I've and I saw their commitment. So we could be here today just to have a discussion about whether or not we want that waterline on Main Street or we want it on Plank Road is because of those people and that commitment uh, that's going on right now.
0: Absolutely. You know, and I find it and not to turn it, you know, into, you know, the big political and get into all the conversations, but I think I just find it interesting. If we look back, you know, through history, you know, when, you know, World War Two, you know you know, country we banded together. You know, it was like I don't care what your business or line of business is or does, we need XYZ and you're gonna figure out how to do it. You know and we've done some of that where you've seen some of these out you know companies doing you know i heard one time there's a company that was making vodka that started making hand sanitizer but i don't feel that we've connected and really rallied around each other the way that we should have you know or the way that you know our our grandparents did you know and our you know in the previous generation, to where instead of looking around and saying you know hey how do we get through this together it's more of like well what are you doing this is what i'm doing and it's like no why does that matter you know this is the time that we all need each other. That we all should band together, you know, and help. And
1: it's, it's leadership too. Now it's it's leadership, and you know it. it's it's leadership. Mm-hmm. You
0: have to have leadership
1: is everything. Um, somebody has to be in charge, and somebody has to follow. Um, and the person that's in charge has to understand that what they do is for all and not just for a few. And um, no matter what uh, you've been through, and 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 what uh, you know is going you going through in your life. When you are a leader, you are a leader, and you have to do that, and and that's at all levels, um, and you have to make make sure that you can move, uh, move that uh, move that mountain and be able to rally people together, and that's what it's all about. And, and I think, and you know, the greatest leaders, I mean, doing World War Two, uh, Roosevelt was a great leader. I mean, he he really he just wasn't the leader of. United States. I mean, he, he brought the coalitions together, the generals he had were those kind of leaders, and they put they put everything else behind them to come together to be able to do what we needed to do.
0: It's funny you mentioned Roosevelt. Um, I don't know if they got a chance for you to actually see when we originally put this show together, we talked about it being a, um, it was originally I was calling it a fireside chat. And I pulled the history from, if you know the story, in yeah. 1933, 19... 19- you know 34 roosevelt would do these fireside chat radio addresses to where when people didn't know what was going on and it was more of a calming effect and it allowed people to know you know what's going on so that's kind of where the show started you know from Excellent. Uh, Excellent. that was the concept and we were going to call it fireside chats and then everybody looked at me like you're crazy nobody's gonna know what it is i'm like well we'll just tell them so, right right, right. We'll tell. but that's the history so well, tell me this, you know, I don't have the great segue, you know, but there's some big things going on. You've got the zoo up there. You know, I think most people know, most people have been, but most people may not know, you know, there's some renovation, you know, planning, there's some things coming up. There's what's the, fill me in. Well,
1: they're in phase one right now. Um, um, uh, the, the the fight for the zoo, as we call it, uh, it wasn't really a, a fight, but we'll call it a fight to keep the zoo in North Baton Rouge was really important. Uh, to all the mayors uh, in this area right here. The people wanted it here. Um, but for Baker that sits right next to the park, uh, the zoo is just one part of uh, about four or five phases of a destination park. And we, we continually talked about that. Uh, and and that was another thing you talked about where people came together. You talking about elected officials that came together, you know, uh, you'd be surprised. We had elected officials, we had everybody white black came together because that coalition wanted the zoo there but for baker um it's a big deal it was a big deal for me i saw it i saw the vision i saw where we could create uh uh, jobs where you know it could be a three to four million dollar impact on revenues coming in as people came into the zoo um my travels to orlando to disney world where i saw and i'm a history guy where I went back and I looked at Orlando before Walt Disney went there. It was just a little dusty town in Florida. Um, And and Disney World turned it into something where you can be 50 miles away from Disney World uh, in the state of Florida and still see Mickey Mouse uh, signs everywhere and it changed everything. It changed the airport. It changed everything. And so Mm -hmm. North Baton Rouge has always been known. uh, It's been the place where you put the dumps and you put the garbage places and everything else that just really wasn't nice for a long, long time. And and this park, this zoo, is gonna change the way uh, we do business up here. It's gonna change our culture um, with the three cities that we have in this area. And it's gonna be another entity that East Baton Rouge Parish can use and say that this is is what we have here. Uh, If you wanna go to New Orleans, you go to New Orleans and you have fun there. But if you wanna come to North Baton Rouge, you can come here, there's a park here. And we have some other things going on here. Uh, conference center that we're working on here, but there's a park here. You bring your kids here and you can enjoy uh, East Baton Rouge Parish in the northern part of the parish. That's what this was about. This was about long-term goals and and uh, and not just changing Baker, but creating wealth and creating jobs and, and changing the culture in North Baton Rouge. And, uh, and people like uh, Shauna Banks has been talking about that uh, ever since I've known her, and, and she's got us all on that now, where we believe that North Baton Rouge is going to be the place to go. And that park and that zoo is going to be the first and it's going to be the start of energizing this area. It's a lot of work. It's, it's not be easy. a lot of work. Yeah, it's and phase one, easy. they're already doing phase one now. Uh, phase one, I think, is $3 million, about 3 to $4 million, probably more than, more than that that they're putting into it. And, and so it's going to be <laughs> over a 10-year period. And so right. imagine this, uh, imagine that park um, and everything that's going to be there to support that park. And then you think about the three cities that totally different, where you have the rural area over in Central, you have uh, Baker that is uh, we're, we're, we're so inclusive. We're probably the most inclusive city around here. We got a little bit of everything going on. And then we have Zachary, which is, you know, if you want to live in three, $400,000 homes in that area there, you can go do that, but it's all together and we're all working mm-hmm. together. And, that's, that, 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 and that, that's exciting to think that even after we're going from office, this place can continue to grow. And that's how huge it is.
0: And I think what people don't realize, you know, as they look at these different, you know, areas, Zachary, Central, you know, Baker, Baton Rouge, you know, North Baton it, You're 20 minutes from anything is what I tell people. At the end of the day, you know, I've got, you know, friends, I've got family that live in Dallas that if they're going to get, like they're both in Yes. I've got, you know, they're both in Dallas. They both have a Dallas address, but it's an hour and a half, That's you right. know, to get, you know, just from one side to the other. That's right. And we sit here and we, people make some of these arguments and go, well, this needs to go here. This doesn't need to go. It's like, why are we doing this? That's right. It's 20 minutes away. That's you right. know, That's <laughs> so it's, we're right. all going to benefit,
1: you know, you're going to get
0: a guy who's going to come work at the zoo, you know, that he might live in, you know, Ascension parish, because it's not a big deal for him to make a commitment. You know, of a commute of twenty-five minutes to get, you know, there.
1: And and one of the things that, that that's on our master plan that me and Becky are working on right now, back in development uh, uh, guru, is that we we would you know we had this idea about a parking and ride, and we we and they say it's not going to work. You're not going to be able to get it done. But we got it done. We we bought the land. We partnered with cats uh, with the uh, CRPC East Baton Parish and we're gonna build a parking ride with mixed use that's gonna be able, to, the buses come in, people park their cars because the airport is there. We got all this traffic coming out of Mississippi, coming from north, way north, coming in every single day. There's a million cars coming down Plank Road headed into Baton Rouge, but why can't you park your cars here and get on on mass transit and go to all these different locations in downtown Baton Rouge, uh, get, get a lot of cars off the road, have the traffic situation, but then, after uh, after the you know after the sun goes down, we'll have restaurants there and mixed use there where we can um, also have a good time. The millennials they like to be outside, so that's that's part of the plan that's going on there. So we're we're simultaneously working on destination points uh, in this area and Baker, uh because it sits right in the beginning as we come into the three cities. We're able to do that. I'm able to to plan that because I'm right there. Right off the interstate, and uh, we can we can bring that traffic uh, to Baker and North Bend Roads.
0: Absolutely, well, I can tell you one thing. I hate I I got a big F two fifty that I drive, and I don't like parking downtown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's right. It's it doesn't work for me. So I can see where that stuff can you know work out. So. Where does that tie? You know, one of the other things, you know, i would gotten a little bit of information on this, you know, kind of from a resiliency plan Does some of that dove together Does some of it, you know, it's like, do we flow
1: right there? We flow with that, that resiliency plan. Uh, what we did is we know we needed to reduce uh, the flooding in uh, a lot of areas uh, of Baker and, 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 uh, and that resiliency plan that we had with the HMGP grant, $7 million grant that we're working on to reduce flooding throughout the city. We could never say that we're gonna stop the flooding, but after the 2016 flood, we learned a lot. Um, and we learned that we can reduce it, we can make it better, that we can function. Like uh, on rainy days now, I'm out in the rain. Uh, we are out in the rain when it rains hard because we want to know how the flow of water is going. And, and we, we are working together with East Bedrooms Parish because uh, we get the water from north, from, from Zachary, uh, and we send it into Baton Rouge, and so we don't want to put our water on them unless the water can flow uh, eventually out. And that's what the flood did for us. So resiliency is a big deal. Uh, we're working with uh, LSU, uh, a lot of different people, and, uh, and they're teaching us how to get smart to be able to do that. Now, why is that important? What's well, it's important for the growth of infrastructure. It's important for the growth of building uh, other subdivisions, not building too many subdivisions. We want to make sure that the water can continue to flow out. And then uh, they're teaching us how to use the water for, uh, what what is it, for for fun, where you can use it for fun. You can make these parks where people can go fishing and they can do things around and surround yourself with it. All that is a part of the master plan. And that's what we're working on daily to bring it together. The more things that we can have that's family oriented in this area here, the the, the more things that we want. And so the park, the transit and the conference center with the hotels on Plank Road for the millennials is a big deal for us. It it is an economic development district by legislation. Um, And so we're building that district up, bringing that board together so we can just create uh, opportunities but those millennials need somewhere to go. We, we hear the governor talking about keeping uh, people here after they graduate, after they go to college. And we're doing our part to be able to keep people in the area. A lot of people don't want to live in the big city. They want to live in the small city. And so we want them to either choose our city or the two cities around us, but North Baton Rouge to be the one that we say, you know, I want to, if, if I want to be in Baton Rouge, I want to live in North Baton
0: Rouge. And that's mm-hmm. what we're doing here. And it's all part of a big plan, a major plan. And I know growing up, we had some friends that, uh, I grew up on the, uh, the side of Baton Rouge, but if what people don't always realize is if you're working downtown Baton Rouge, you're faster, you know, coming, it's faster from, you know, Baker, St. Francisville, Zachary, you know, so it's faster. You're always against the traffic. So you don't have, you know, you hear people say, you know, all the time, like, I'm fed up with this traffic, I gotta move, you know, I'm done with it. It's like, you know, you can just flip that around and go the other way. <laughs> you, know, you, you don't have to give up everything that you like. You know, you can go 20 minutes the other direction, pick you up a place to stay, and just go the opposite of traffic and never complain about it again. Because,
1: so, you know, um, and I know you, you, Brendan, you've talked to a lot of people. You know, most of the, a lot of the traffic is, is in Van Roos. Those people just passing through. And, um, <laughs> you know, um, for uh, the last uh, eight years, uh, I've been mentored by the former mayor of Baker, which is Pete Heine. He's 91 years old now. He was a councilman. Um, he did two terms. And he talked about when he ran for mayor president, he talked about the loop, how we needed the loop. And they didn't want the loop at that particular time. But now he says that, you know, he, he's a genius now because we need the loop. Because a lot of the traffic that comes through here is, is traffic that's going through. It's good for business now, without a doubt. Uh, I, I tell you, I guarantee you, the business owners don't—they don't care about the traffic on 10 because everybody's going to get off and they're going to make a lot of money there. Um, but that traffic is something else, and it's just people from—they just going east to west, and that's what's happening. You know, they're going back and forth, and uh, and, and, a, and a lot of the, the everyday people, we just go to work and come back. You know, it's not a lot of us out there, but we get caught in the middle of that traffic.
0: I liked it. Uh... You can see the traffic load. I remember somebody told me that was interesting. You see the traffic load drops when school's out. Right. And you can feel it when school's not out. And somebody always said, well, look, we just need to make it simple. We need to stop all these, you know, sophomore, juniors, and seniors from driving. They just need to take a bus. We're just not going to let them drive to school, and we'll solve the traffic problem.
1: That's, that, that's yeah, That'll help the insurance rates go
0: down, too. That, yeah, and then I don't have to, yeah. have to play dodgeball going down the road with them. Yeah, so. That's it. That's it.
1: But uh, yeah, we, we continue to uh, to work uh, with our businesses to 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 help them to understand what we're doing, um, and we're doing a lot with just a look. Um, you know, uh, economic my economic development person is my communications person. Uh, she's my lookout person, and we do that. We wear a lot of hats in Baker. Um, we keep government small, um, but we uh, we run government like we got a thousand people. Um, And so that means that the communication has to be clear. Um, I have to be able to uh, let them know what the vision is uh, and let the people know what the vision is and get them to buy into that. And that's the difference between uh, Baker uh, 20 years ago and Baker now is that uh, we want to change the culture. We want people to be proud of where they're from to know the history, even though the history is tainted with a lot of different things. It is what it is. We, We are who we are uh and uh, and what we have is to look forward and continue to be great and that's 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 what that's the philosophy that we have change that culture be proud of where you from make sure that you rep that red and black all the time and people know that i'm from baker and that's that's what we've been doing so we we have the brand that we put out the marketing is huge we're always on social media they always have me talking but i'm always just not there to be talking but to talk and to build it to let people understand that we are here. Do not uh do not look past us because we're not going anywhere.
0: That's awesome that was almost I was going to kind of brown this around the end you know with the show What's What are. we always say you know what do you want people to know and what can we do to help and I think you answered the what do you want people to know. I think that was it right there. Yeah so. yeah we, we're real
1: and uh and just keep in mind that we're real um and we're not going to go anywhere but we uh we want you to know people, uh, and this is a joke that we have, people come through about our cameras. They say, well, you got those speed traps going on there. You shouldn't have that there. Well, if you just drove the speed limit, you would never know the cameras were there. <laughs> you know, so that would, that would be the deal <laughs> right there. I've never
0: been caught in Baker on a speed camera, but I don't think I've ever made it through Vidalia without it <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh Lord, yes. I don't know. I don't know anybody from there. I may not have a friend there anymore, but I don't <laughs> think I've gone through there without getting stopped. I don't think they even it's, needed a camera. Interesting, so. interesting. Well look, what can we uh with that? What is it uh what can we do to help? You know, obviously oh. spread the word, you know, what was it, you know, if we could wave a wand, you know, what would it be?
1: Well we'll spread the word and let everybody know that we're working together in this part of the parents and uh and that we're supporting Uh, you know, we're just supporting the people here. Um, and then when the, uh, when the park is ready, when the zoo is done, come visit, come visit Bega, come visit that, um, spend some time up here and, uh, we'll show you what uh, living in small cities look like. We'll show you, uh, what being safe is all about. Just come, come check us out.
0: And I will say this. I am 99% sure I'm right. Um, but the zoo's open, right? You know, zoo's open and doing really well. It's a great place to Stretch out, you know, man. It's you know, with everybody not knowing. I just wanted to throw that in there. You know, I know some of the people over there. You know, Robin's done a great job over there. Phil's done a great job. You know, but they're open. This is get out. The weather's dropped. The temperature go. You know, go to Baker. Go to the zoo. You go know, you can zoo. do it this weekend. Yeah, you can do it this weekend. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, and I appreciate you guys for
1: reaching out to us. I mean, it was a it's a great opportunity to talk to you guys. Your reputation precedes you, and we just appreciate. it getting the office to you can talk to.
0: Well, right, thank you, sir. Well, you have a great day, and uh, we'll talk again. All right. Thank you. Thank you.